We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Two pitch, ball line to Yount, it's short, he throws, it's over! The Brewers have won the American League pennant! Milwaukee, you have a World Series! Hit in the air, Yount makes a great catch, and Juan Diemus has thrown the first no-hitter in Milwaukee Brewer history! Swings, and here it is! A base hit in the right center! He's done it. 3,000 for Robin. And there's a drive in the left field. This is hit well. And it's gone. Robin. A two-run home run. The Brewers take the lead. Morgan, a smash up the middle. Base hit the center. You're cruising for a bruising with me, Andrew Snyder. And me, Adam McGee. As we talk all things Milwaukee Brewers for the Eurostep Podcast Network and Blue Wire Podcast. Emergency podcast, Adam. Emergency podcast. Are you laughing at me? Did I do the intro wrong? No, you uh, didn't. I just, I've never, uh, how many were like 70 something episodes in? I've never seen you smile <laughs> so big to start a podcast. You're so happy. Uh, for multiple reasons, I think, as we'll get into. But this is this is a, a trade just made for Andrew Snyder's happiness, you know, positive things for his mental health. Maybe Matt Arnold has your best interests at heart in a way that David Stearns didn't. Who can who could tell? Listen, David Stearns, a, a great baseball executive, turned this Brewers franchise around and got them to the point where expectations ha- have been higher than they have been in the past. Obviously, an NLCS run, uh, a string of making playoffs in consecutive seasons. And, you know, he's burned out. He's going to go take some time for himself. We all earn that at certain points of our careers. Uh, In comes Matt Arnold, taking the helm of the baseball operations department and announces his presence with authority, as uh, they say in Bull Durham. Matt Arnold makes a, a big move and a big trade that helps the Brewers get better for 2023 and also 
in years after that. Uh, full trade between the Atlanta Braves, the Oakland Athletics, and the Milwaukee Brewers. Atlanta gets catcher Sean Murphy, who was the most high-profile catching uh, target on the market. Him, uh, Danny Jansen, Alejandro Kirk via trade. Lots of rumors around them, all three being available via trade. Christian Vasquez, um, the hottest name on the free agent market in terms of catchers. But a guy that is uh, was an all-star last year, uh, who started for the National League at DH, but is also a catcher, not a guy who was thought to be in, on the market. And that person is William Contreras, who Milwaukee gets in this deal, along with Braves uh, pitching prospect Justin Yeager and uh, reliever from the Oakland Athletics, Joel Payamps. Um, Oakland gets left-handed pitching prospect and a guy who spent time in the big leagues, Kyle Muller from Atlanta. From the Brewers, they get Este Uri Ruiz, also getting Freddie Tarnock, a right-handed pitching prospect, Roy Salinas, a right-handed pick- pitching bo- prospect, and Manny Pena, um, backup catcher, who was with the Brewers in 2021, if I'm remembering that correctly. That's the full trade. The only thing that the Brewers part with, according to all reports, um, Jeff Passan is saying it in my face, full trade is Este Uri Ruiz, and for him, they get a, a bullpen pitching prospect, a ready-to-go big league reliever, and a 25-year-old catcher uh, with very good offensive numbers who is controllable through the 2027 season. I love this trade. I'm extremely excited. I've done a lot of talking at you right now, Adam. Sorry, I'll let you get a word in edgewise, and you can respond to this as well. I just don't understand it. I, like, I do not understand who's letting the Brewers get away with this. Uh, I, I don't get it. It's a slam dunk. I mean, there can be no complaints on this one. Um, Contreras, by the way, not twenty five till till Christmas Eve, so he's that's he's, right, that's right. Yes, he's about to be twenty five, but just it's worth now. He's not twenty five going on twenty six. He's actually twenty four. Um, it's just wild. It's wild. A solid reliever who seems like could easily be like. A meaningful piece of the bullpen, and um, based on what he's what he's done to date, and then you're swapping uh, a good prospect, an interesting prospect, the prospect that I think we liked, but we had even pretty recently talked about concerns over. Well, can I stay Ruiz hit at all? The numbers certainly have not shown much evidence of that. You know that he is lightning fast, and if he gets on base, well, he's basically guaranteed to to steal another. Um, but even I think in conversations we've had on the pod, maybe on the outfield grades episode, certainly conversations have been had in the GSPN Discord and the Brewers channel and there many times over the past couple of months. He's kind of the guy by consensus that I think we had landed on and I think a lot of Brewers fans had landed on. Well, if you're going to make an upgrade to some spot, if you're going to move one of your outfield prospects, he feels like the one to move. So the fact that they actually got to do that and they get William Contreras back and a good reliever, I I just, I'm blown away by it. I'm still working through coming to terms of understanding baseball trades, which just like, <laughs> I don't know is equal value, even the concern, a goal in baseball trades. It seems the thought process often comes across very, very different to what I'm used to from other sports. But this is like daylight robbery for the Brewers. And for their position of greatest need, 
Um, a guy who absolutely mashes against left-handed pitching. Someone that, look, Caratini can give you good defense to have the option where it's like, okay, could trust your day off. This is another, like we talk about Jesse Winker, like, oh, there's a DH. This is another guy who you can have DH in a, in a very meaningful way. Like, massive, massive upgrade to the roster at minimal cost. And there's not a lot of opportunities to do stuff like that. <laughs> I don't think people come along and just give you kind of potential gifts like this very often, but this is a very, very worthwhile flyer for the Brewers to take. As they may well be good, um, but given the depth that they have in terms of outfield prospects, the absolutely gaping hole that was there at the catcher spot that they needed to address. And what Contreras did last season, like I think it's just it's a very obvious move that looks like it should be a big win for the Brewers. And an exciting move, too. I think a player to be excited about, a player that may well be a key piece of the Brewers in the years to come. That's also fun, as opposed to, particularly when you're giving up a prospect, it's like, this is not a guy that has one year on his deal. This is not like a Hunter Renfro situation. There is reason where if this works out, like Brewers fans could be watching William Contreras for years to come. So, yeah, very, very excited and still trying to work out just how just how everyone is letting the Brewers get away with this. I don't understand the deal from the Braves' perspective, really, um, in terms of just how much they're giving up for this kind of case of flipping a catcher. I mean, in trading two catchers overall, I do think they're shedding quite a lot of money, um, which seemed to be... A concern and particularly with the way they were very much overloaded at catcher. So Manny Pina going to the A's and Contreras going to the Brewers, maybe that helps them in that way and maybe that's where the value is. You know a whole lot more about the priorities of Atlanta's ownership group so I won't speak too much to that but yeah, I'm just very excited by what feels like kind of just the, the ultimate no-brainer trade for the Brewers. It's like I, I don't even know how you uh how you play it cool if you get a phone call suggesting any part of this, uh how you get this deal done without anyone seeing you grinning from ear to ear and realizing that yeah, you probably would have given up more to get this deal done. So in scrolling the timeline and looking at some reaction to Braves bloggers about this, um it really seems like a pitch framing move for them. And they think that Murphy and can Contreras can be like similar offensive players and by most metrics they were last year uh, Murphy obviously got more played appearances and got more innings at catcher um, but so last year Wilson William excuse me I'm gonna make that mistake a lot William Contreras had an OPS plus <laughs> of 138 in 97 uh, games 367 played 76 played appearances 278 average 354 OBP 506 slug for an 860 OPS 20 home runs 45 RBI uh, as we mentioned started in the all-star game at DH Murphy in 612 played appearances 250 332 426 48759 OPS and an OPS plus of 120 um, 18 home runs uh, I would expect that number to, to go up now that he doesn't have to play half of his games in Oakland so the why there is I think they're counting on their offensive profiles to be a bit similar, but I think that they value Murphy's defense and didn't think that they could turn Williams defense around. 
Uh, Murphy had eight catcher framing runs last season. Um, I think William was minus three, which was, you know, not great. Um, so the defense is going to be the reason listed uh, by by people when they're saying, why did Atlanta make this deal? And I'm here to say that I do not care. Uh, the Brewers have been noteworthy for uh, being able to take catchers who may be profiled poor, as poor pitch framers in the past and turn them into top-tier pitch framers. Omar Narvaez is an example of that. And I think you see his numbers at the plate, the years of control and his his age, and you have to make this move 10 times out of 10. I, 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 don't, I don't get the Braves bailing on him at this tenure in his career, given like what he's shown that he can do at the plate. And like Murphy's definitely a defensive upgrade for them, but I, I really wonder if it's going to be worth it at the end. And, and if they don't end up regretting this, especially if Freddie Tarnock uh, and Kyle Muller turn into like legitimate middle of the rotation arms, which is what they project to be. Um, I mean, it, Adam, like I was incredulous last episode, just like begging the Brewers to do something first and foremost at catcher and they've done it. So like e- even my cold dead Grinch heart cannot be, uh, cannot be uh, upset on a day like this because they address the need and it's going to give this offense some, some firepower against left-handed pitching that they just did not have last year. Yeah. I mean, they, they had to make a move, a catcher anyway. Like, they had to do something. Um, I had made it my new bit where I would say to you, but do they, Andrew? Do they really? Of course, the answer was they had to. And honestly, this is a haul that I, or this is a price that I could have seen them paying for a much lesser catcher. Certainly not someone with the ability to come in and be an obvious upgrade on what they had. Like, it was... Was it the last episode we did? It was, right? Where we were talking about the catchers that were on the roster last year and we were looking at their numbers offensively. It's the area on the team, particularly it wasn't a great defense team. Our vice was not good overall. Caratini blew very hot and cold. It was the ultimate position of the team, not just where there was a hole in the roster, but where they needed to upgrade significantly from last year. Um, they've already taken steps upgrading other positions, but it was one where they needed to do something. So I think uh, we would have probably seen them trade Esteri Ruiz for a pitcher not quite with the upside or with the controllable years on his contract that Contreras has, and we would have said, okay, well they had to they had to address that. They've still got tons of outfield prospects, so be it. So to actually get a player of Contreras level is just a colossal colossal bonus the other thing and maybe maybe i see kind of this as a more important factor or something we're considering and you'll say to me no they just don't care and the probability is that won't come about to me though it feels like the braves doing this deal sending Contreras, like making this upgrade for their defense send Contreras to the brewers is strange because you could see them in a wildcard series. You could see them in any playoff series. Like, And the the last way you want that trade to come and backfire on you is to see, oh, well, actually, the offense was more important, we realize, as like William Gutierrez hits one over the fence to, to beat us in a playoff game. Like for, 
for two teams who are not really separated by all that much within the National League and who, as we know, competed in a playoff series just the season before last um, and may well do so again in the years to come. I think that to me also seems something that if you're making this deal and you're looking for a third team, the Brewers feel weird, aside from the fact that, yeah, they need a catcher, but uh, maybe I'm overplaying that with a non-division team. Maybe teams don't yeah. care in conference, but I, like the conference has got stronger, but I still think there is a pretty tight grouping at the top of the conference of teams where you would be thinking about, well, that is a potential playoff opponent. And these two teams should certainly fit into each other's orbit on that front. So I don't know, maybe it's just me, but that is also surprising if you're making this deal. It's just, it's not going to be a deciding factor one way or another, but it's certainly not something that makes it any better from the Braves' perspective. Uh, yeah, I don't think they would have taken it into account that much it, the way they would have as if uh, if it were like the Mets or the Phillies. That being said, my question now, and they recently traded, I can't remember his name, but they traded their, their top hitting prospect in their system. Um for reliever Joe Jimenez, I believe it was, um, from the Tigers uh, a few days ago. So they might not have had the outfield or infield or whatever kind of hitting prospect um, Oakland needed to get this deal done. They're very much the inverse of uh, the Brewers, or they were, <laughs> since they've traded for some of that depth now where they have you know, a lot of uh, pretty good pitching prospects at the top, but not a lot of bats. And so my, my question was, like, who in the system were you unwilling to trade so that you needed to loop the Brewers in here and B, why did the A's not just want William Contreras? Mm -hmm. A question I don't know the answer to. It's all very baffling to me. I mean, I, I'm, I'm shocked about this deal because, because of only having to give up one player. I was so concerned that someone from the big league roster, and I mean, that's what, what, uh, Braves bloggers in my timeline were like, there's still got to be more shoes to drop. Like the Brewers can't be acquiring a, a great catcher with this many years of control just for one outfield prospect. And then lo and behold, that's what we get to. But not only are they acquiring him, they're acquiring a reliever who will be in the bullpen on opening day, most likely. Um, Joel Piamps spent last season across uh, 50, let's see, 54 and two thirds innings um, for Kansas City and then Oakland. And had a three-two-three ERA. We'll take that in the middle of the bullpen as as one of our uh, middle inning relievers. Love to see that. Um, that's on this baseball. That's like it feels pretty close to say where Hobie Milner rounded out in terms of ERA, and those kind of middle relievers were very valuable for the Brewers last year. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about how guys like uh, Yando Gustave or Trevor Gott or Luis Perdomo, if they had just not gotten hurt and provided those types of innings, uh, that we would have been easy to see them return. Whereas if he comes in and replicates that season, we'll we'll be very happy with that production. It seems like a four pitch guy, change up, slider, sinker, and a four seamer, according to Baseball Savant. I think he he threw his slider more more than any other pitch last year which is interesting so seems like that's his his go-to out pitch there um don't know a ton about uh jaeger but I'm, I'm sure we'll learn about him in time but you know just the initial shock of being excited about getting william, william Contreras. one thing that's also worth noting is one of the you know 
how can you not be romantic about baseball? William Contreras and Wilson Contreras going head to head in the division for the next uh, five years or so. Uh, Wilson obviously signing uh, with the Cardinals. We have uh, uh, enjoyed the rivalry with Wilson as he was a Cub and now a Cardinal. And uh, now, Adam, you know what? We love the Contreras family. I'll, I'm going to get it myself well, with William. We don't love the Contreras family. We love one of the Contreras family. Listen, I, I love, I hate love the, the other. family. I hope only one of them <laughs> performs well this year. I, You know what? His his birthday's on Christmas Eve. I might have to get myself a William Contreras jersey as a Christmas present. I'm, <laughs> wow. all, I'm all in. Taking him from the Braves, obviously, also, I love. Uh, I, I'm, I'm over the moon. I don't know where we go next from here. Uh, maybe you talk about something while I pull up stats on Jaeger. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Well, the other thing that I do think is worth mentioning, because I can, I don't like this kind of stuff, but I can see this framing of it coming down the pipeline. And who knows, maybe in time it feels appropriate to talk about it this way. Of course, in trading away Esteuri Ruiz, the Brewers uh, move on from the Josh Hader trade. And in a roundabout way, they add William Contreras as part of their return for Josh Hader, uh, which uh, it must be said, I think if that was part of the return in the immediate sense, we would have felt a little differently about that deal. Um, but just kind of an, an interesting note, because so much of that trade, I say so much, basically all of that trade went so poorly for the Brewers. 
Um, and one of the only things there was to like, oh, well, maybe Ruiz becomes something. That could still be the case. Um, but the value of Contreras is much, much greater to the Brewers in terms of kind of uh, taking a flyer on someone and being like, okay, well, that's that's our, one of our greatest needs and the profile player that we're really, really deeply missing on this team to be able to get that out of it. It's an interesting wrinkle. It's not a straight, it's not a like for like. I know we've a good season and a year from now, people will fully be talking about that forever in a day. This is what happens when trades turn into trades into trades and you kind of follow the lineage. But it is just interesting to think about Ruiz as one of the last pieces giving us hope in the hater trade uh, being flipped for a player that I think gives us very real hope as well. Yeah, Ruiz is, um, he was a guy we talked about uh, last week being in the mix for potentially earning an opening day job. Him and Garrett Mitchell, Tyrone Taylor, South Relic, Joey Weimer, they were not always going to be able to have roles for all of these guys. And I mean, part of what you're doing anytime you're making an acquisition in baseball, whether it's via trade or it's via the draft or international signing, you're collecting uh, poker chips to push in to the table at the right moment and I applaud the Brewers for recognizing that wealth of talent in the outfield that didn't even factor in Jackson Chorio who at some point uh, in the future is going to factor into conversations about playing time and is there a spot for him so and, and recognize a catcher I mean probably a year further away but Jefferson Quero like yeah it's that's if Contreras pans out as we'd like and Jessica Carroll keeps kind of making good progress. That puts the Brewers in a position of strength at catcher, where, I mean, mapping that out long term would have seemed pretty unimaginable uh, thirty minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, we've we've been on a journey uh, the last thirty minutes as as the details have unfolded. First, seeing. Uh, Jake from John Boy and his uh show talking Jake and uh talking baseball was you know he was dropping out rumors on, yeah dropping rumors on the timeline heard a three trip three team trade was underway between the Braves Athletics and the Brewers people were skeptical um and then Passon comes in with Sean Murphy to the Braves and then we're like all right J- Jake Jake knew something and then finally just like uh like a thread on a sweater, it kept being pulled out until the the sweater unraveled, and we were left with uh, w- William Contreras and a couple of pitchers. Uh, so a, gr- a great moment. If you're not in uh, our Discord channel, join it because yeah, we were re- refreshing Twitter, uh, shirking responsibility at our day jobs to to keep up with this trade together. So gspn.info find the information to join the discord so you can have these conversations with us in real time uh but it was quite an afternoon nice to see some some positive brewers news after the winter meetings we'll li- we're a little slow obviously we had the the jesse winker acquisition for colton wong but since then things had been quiet and this was very loud um i finally pulled up the information about justin yeager who is the uh third player that the brewers acquired in today's transactions Last year, he spent um, his season at Rome in high A ball and then double A Mississippi. The bulk of his work came at Mississippi 
uh, 40 and a third innings pitch, uh, all out of the bullpen, I believe. 379 ERA. He's uh, will turn 25 in January. So I uh, wonder if uh, he'll begin the year at Nashville uh, to take that that step up to the AAA, fill out the bullpen there. And then as, as the Brewers have shown and as any baseball season shows, uh, you might have certain areas in that bullpen that are a revolving door of people being given opportunities to see if they can come in and land a job. Who knows if he'll factor into that or not, but uh, uh, just another Another bit of value added to this deal that we probably would have been thrilled with if it was a one for one. So um, pretty, uh, pretty great to see how that shakes out. Um, Do we want to run through some more of that? Because I, I think we kind of got very excited to talk about Contreras in a bigger picture sense. But I don't know if we kind of gave the full rundown of his numbers and kind of the the profile of what he should bring to the Brewers. But we, yeah, do we want to do some 100- of that? Yeah, 153 games played in his career across three seasons, made his debut during the COVID-shortened 2020 year. Uh, Career batting average of 260, 338 OBP, uh, 471 slug for an 809 OPS, an OPS plus of 120 for his career. It was 138 last year. Um, Projections this year on baseball reference um, have him across 407 plate appearances, batting 262, 337, 449. Uh, so that would be a 786 OPS. Uh, we would take that from the catcher position as that was one of the offensively weakest positions on the Brewers roster last year, as you we uh, painfully recounted going through the infield episode. So, like, uh, he's got a little bit of a, a mix of patience, uh, some pop, and all around just seems like a guy that can get on base at a clip a lot higher than much of the roster was doing last season. And if he can somehow replicate uh, what he did last year, he'll be one of the better on-base guys on this roster. And if you pair that with Jesse Winker getting healthy and getting time at DH and getting on base, the profile and the makeup of this lineup looks a lot better and more varied than it did last year because you're still going to have the the power coming from Willie Adamas, Rowdy Telez, guys like that. So yeah, you've I think got, his you've got is... more power now. Like that's we're so used to doing that version of it, but like Contreras and Winker now get added to what was a smaller group, and even losing Renfro, it feels like you're you're up one in terms of power hitters already with some scope to do more. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, and that at a position where you're not counting on um, too much offensive production, if he can stay consistent or with what he did last year, he'll profile as one of the best offensive catchers in baseball. And that's a, a pretty crazy thing to be saying for where we were an hour and a half ago when we were looking at, is it Caratini, uh, Feliciano, Severino, or Peyton Hendry is all of our options. Now those guys are depth and battling out for the backup spot that I we all assume will go to Victor Caratini. Um, so, yeah, just still flummoxed by why Atlanta did this. And I don't make a lot of predictions on the show, but I think it's going to work out really nicely for the Brewers. And just a couple of nice stats from Kurt Hogue of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. So, William Contreras in his career versus left-handed pitching, 
splits of 308, 400, and 934 with 15 extra base hits and 133 at-bats. One of the biggest issues the Brewers faced was their struggles against left-handed hitting, or left-handed pitching, I should say. And to add to that, um, again from Kurt Hogue, 329 hitters face at least 250 pitches from lefties in 2022. Contreras ranked 11th in average exit velocity. So he is really elite in that particular department, and it was a real concern for the Brewers. Just a problem they didn't have solutions for. We saw the impact that on Rowdy, and we saw some of the decisions Council was making with him in the lineup early in the year. We saw a lot of what they were trying with Kesson Hura, although that went against all kind of sense of logic or science or any kind of looking at the numbers. Um, it's it's a big, big addition in kind of just multiple ways. I guess um, I have a question for you now because it's kind of expect the unexpected time now. Do you think the Brewers are done in terms of meaningful upgrades or do you think they do something for the back half of the rotation? Do you think they look at someone for second base or third base and uh, give themselves flexibility with Bryce Strang not having to be counted on on opening day. I think we, yeah, we're fairly... I think we I think we see someone who can play third base for sure. I, my my opinion is still that Kesson Hero's days with the Brewers are numbered and should be and that there is pro, I like I expected a minimum like that someone like him or Tyrone Taylor was going to end up in this trade. Like I think they're two guys who the Brewers may still consider what they do with I think particularly with Keston. Um, it's just it's interesting, even just what way they're going to view some of the roster spots. Obviously, Ruiz is someone who would have been on the 40 man, and they're factoring otherwise. So, this is going to open stuff up. What does that mean for someone like Joey Weimer? Does it push Sal Freelick into the mix quicker? Like, they're the it's those two guys and Bryce Terang in particular, like, they're the real questions of should we be factoring them into the rotation in like any of them? in any kind of meaningful way. Like, is that going to be the direction the Brewers take right away? Um, or are they going to do everything in their power that they are the bonuses and they get introduced maybe in a like staggered fashion over the course of the season? I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that one goes. But like this, this is the very early stages. And this is when we did the episode when the Stearns news came out and, we learned of uh, Matt Arnold moving to the the number one chair with the Brewers. I remember that was kind of the back and forth we had where there's that balance between, yeah, he's he's the internal promotion. He's been with Stearns all along. Is it just the same philosophy elevated, the same kind of mannerisms? This is the first kind of, the first evidence we're seeing of what is Matt Arnold like there's not enough to judge him, but it's interesting. I'll give it that much. I mean, the other part here, you kind of want to give him all the credit in the world for this trade, but I also don't understand how this trade happened. So, <laughs> like, I I don't know how he would even have talked himself into this trade because I don't know why the Braves in particular were just willing to entertain it. So all of that is like, how much of this is give him all the credit? How much of this is what are the Braves doing? I don't know, but like even the Winker, we we like the Winker acquisition quite a lot. Like that seemed like a very logical move that again should make the team better. 
things are shaping up well. Like I've I've got some level of trust there. I would still like to see more, and I I believe Contreras like affords him the opportunity to do more as well because of where he's at in his career and the control they have on his contract. So that avenue is open to him. Will Mark put his uh put his money where his mouth is, Andrew? I I don't know. I'm not gonna go so far as to expect it, but the Brewers have joined the party. They were very quiet for quite some time. They were just getting waiting to get in on one of the the bigger and noisier trades of the offseason so far. Matt Arnold just wanted like a major trade where all of the reporters were gonna be scrambling around to get information and his team were going to be a part of it. And if that was the goal, well, he achieved that. Yeah. Um, the Brewers got better today. And to your point, I think there's room now to even, even go one step further. I think they've got a really good start on having a lot of guys who could potentially help the bullpen, obviously with some of these moves, they've added organizational pitching depth so that, if they find themselves in a crunch, maybe it's uh, Jansen Junk getting uh, getting a chance um, before having to go to like a bullpen day or something like that. Uh, probably still more room to add proven guys to the pen. And then there is that second base, third base, uh, Luis Arias, Bryce Terang question. Then the uh, obviously who's going to start opening day in center field and right field. Uh I think next week we'll probably if if not if if there's a quietness. We'll, we'll for the see rest how of... it goes. I don't know. Now that they're now that they're like active and they're doing things, the brewers may dictate what we're talking about for the next while. They very much might. I think if if there is some quietness and nothing really crazy happens in the market and there's still a good selection um of guys that they could sign and might make sense for the team. I think we each might come, come prepare with a wish list, talk through the pros and cons of each of our selections and, and go from there. But uh, number one on the checklist, improve at catcher. You, you can check off. And um, I was kind of thinking it was going to be um, settling for Vasquez or once Murphy moved, I think, and I think this is still going to happen. I think the Danny Jansen market in Toronto will definitely start to pick up and we'll start to see uh, what the return looks like for him. I thought the Brewers might be in those conversations. Can't say I saw uh, a 25-year-old catcher with this many years of control left being available for a very talented prospect with uh, tools that you can project, but someone that's not shown the ability to hit at the major league level yet. Shocking to me that it got done. Glad it got done. And to your point uh, about Matt Arnold and what we did and did not know about him coming into this role, I think I think there could be more room for him to look to put his stamp on this team um, and really like say, this is my team. This is the 2023 Brewers and beyond era. And, you know, we're not afraid to shake things up and kind of, do the unexpected because I don't think anyone saw this trade coming. For sure. Let's hope there's more uh, pleasant trades like this where I don't know other teams just give the Brewers good stuff for no real discernible apparent reason. And we just, we gladly take it and we get ready for the new season and a return to playoff baseball. Hopefully. Well, those are for us for now. 
to make sure you don't miss our next episode, whatever it may be on, or whenever, I should probably say, because that's, I mean, who knows? If you're just waiting on our kind of regularly scheduled episode, you're like living under a rock, you could be surprised. You could be, this could be sitting there days for you. And you're like, what? The Brewers just shifted dramatically shook up their roster got better like this i was waiting for like a wednesday thursday cruise before bruising no you've got an emergency pod to talk through it all so to make sure you never miss an episode cruise before bruising subscribe wherever you get your podcasts i'm gonna be in a noah bomback movie this week and they're gonna sign brandon drury that's what's gonna happen great i'll be happy on all fronts of that that's that's checking all boxes for things that i'd like to happen this week um uh, Make sure you subscribe to the rest of the GSPM pods for all things books. You've got the Eurostep with Ty Windish and Rowan Cuddy. You've got Win and Six with myself and Jordan Tresky. For all things Packers, you've got Talk of the Tundra with Numak and Jordan. You've got Make Time for This for a World Cup talk right now. Also, movies, pop culture, all other things. That's where we, we talk about everything really that isn't the tree main milwaukee sports teams here on gspn it's myself and andrew holding on that feed and yeah i think that's pretty much it gspn.info for everything else you want to buy merch you want to get into discord as andrew said earlier a lot of fun a deal like that is happening the pieces are coming in slowly if you want brewers fans you can talk through all these things with discord is a great place to do so so if you listen to the pod and you're not in there already make sure to get in and there's there's a whole community there waiting for you Until next time, thanks again to all of you for listening. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Matt Arnold.